Media. I'm your host, Ben Rose. And this is a Thursday. It's Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. It's been Thursday all day. Yeah. Yeah, I should know that by now. Right? I didn't know until about an hour ago myself. No kidding. Nope. Oh, well, hey, it happens. <laughs> all right, I'm joined here by Scott Lambert of A Thousand Yard Stare, and we will be talking about... Uh, the scores to horror films, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how a lot of there's a lot of scenes that wouldn't be scary if it weren't for the music. I think it's a definite component, right? Myself, I was thinking about this on the way here today, and I'm like, well, I mean, because the list that I put together, I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. clear. A lot of the stuff's just a lot older films. Because the right. ones, I mean, those are the ones that really made an impression when I was younger. Right. And I thought about this. I didn't really start thinking about the music to a lot of these films as mm-hmm. far as a score mm-hmm. uh, until I got older. Right. It was more about the visuals, right? right. I think the, the 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 score and the music behind those visuals definitely had an impact, but right. I wasn't aware of it at the time. Right. Now I'm more aware of the whole ball of wax, right? right. So that's kind of an interesting component of that. Um, I do think that music does now, like right. as what I think that's why we're focusing on this, right. it does play a very, very, very important a, a role. Right. Even you know in newer films, right? Here we'll talk about some of those too. Right now, the one that I guess that uh, most people would recognize is something. And in, in this, to me, so many people are terrified to go in the water, right? Yeah. And in this one in particular, <laughs> right? You, I mean, you know, like, and you, this was on your list. Yeah, yeah. And, and like yeah. most people would recognize um, this this music. Come on. <laughs> I know what's coming up, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I know it's coming. You can't get away from it. You can't escape it, people. Right. Up, up, up. We're going to need a bigger boat. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Here's what I want the listening audience to focus on. Yeah. Listen to this shit. Mm -hmm. This is great. It, it, it does give you this feeling that it's coming. Oh, yeah. It's totally, it's dramatic. Yeah. It's a sense of impending doom. Mm-hmm. But what I, I when, going through this stuff, too, Yeah. I think, it's so, yeah. I'm like getting scared like something's going to kill me in this studio. Right. What I want people to think about tonight, though, and, or observe, yeah. is some of these best themes. Right. I mean, this is getting more intense now, right? Right. But the root of a lot of these themes that we're going to go through, mm-hmm. they're very simple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that, that, the Jaws theme, how it starts, it's two notes. Right. You can do it on a piano. Yeah. Dun, 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 that, that is exactly dun, dun. it. Yeah. It's, it's so simple. And I and going through all the stuff that I kind of was like, hey, I'll, this is what I'm thinking we could yeah. use. I noticed a lot of these, these themes were, you know, quite simplistic. Uh, yeah. You know? But that's what kind of brings the creepiness out, I think, too. We'll get into, we'll get into that more. But that's yeah. one thing I want you guys out there, because the camera's pointing right at my face right now. Yeah. You guys out there, I want you to pay attention to that. Yeah. The simplicity of these things. It's yeah. really cool. Absolutely. And you know, Jaws. I will, be, I will post this list, actually. Do it, yeah. I will yeah. post we, it. You have yours show. and I have mine, too. Right. And I think I sent you mine, but I don't know what yours is. So this is going to be kind of cool. I don't right. know what, what's coming up here, either. Okay. So... In, in, in this, you know, the reason I probably I didn't I didn't send it because it's like something that well, that it's is okay. Stuck in my, it's, it's all right. There are songs <laughs> that are that are stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. And some of them, some of them can can add like when when you're adding humor to a disturbing scene. Yeah. Like the music being like uh, ravenous. 
Yeah. Which was uh, based on the Donner Party. Yep. Right. Yep. And that that um that the music mm-hmm. actually changes the whole the, the whole scene. I mean, I think it almost makes it um even more disturbing. Yeah. When you're having this humorous music uh, is someone's being chased because they're going to be consumed by another person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In that context, and you, you see that a lot in film, which it, it, it's disturbing because I've seen lots of films where you have something presented like visually that's completely horrible. Right. It's completely disturbing, but they'll play, you'll be hearing just like a pop song in the background or something something funny, you know? Right. I, I mean, you hear, or just something more humorous sounding. I mean, there, there's a lot of different moods like right. that that don't match the act of like somebody being dismembered, for example. Right. It's, it's a horrible thing. Right. You get that juxtaposition, and I think that's really, really interesting, but it's it makes it makes the scene even more disturbing, though. Right. In this, I mean, a banjo being involved, right? Yeah. Which uh, I'm going to touch on the banjo a little bit later on. But, but, but listen to that though. Yeah. Yeah. That is there is that simple. Yeah, there, you have at the the base of that is a very like just much like Jaws. There isn't this yeah. almost impending sense of doom. But then you add the the accordion to it, and yeah. it's kind of like okay. Well, now it's more light. Right. It's lighter. But still underneath. There's that doom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, sure, everything's... Because those notes under there are, they're very minor. They're right. creepy sounding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's again, you're mixing, now you're mixing those moods within the song, though, too. Right. So musically, that's amazing. It's yeah. super cool, but it's simple. Right. Like those root notes, ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 It's just a couple of notes. It's nothing too complicated. Right. Which is not far off from uh, when you, with Psycho, even. Yeah. Um, we were talking about that before the show. Yeah, this this the two very simple. You have a copy of that? Do we have that? Of of Psycho? Yeah, 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 absolutely, right here. This is not one of the ones I included on my right. list. Yep. I think it's because we're we've been we've seen this movie so many times now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can just see the chase. I can see right. everything. I can see right the danger. Right. And I don't know if you watched Bates Motel. And I didn't. No, you, you know, it was. I thought it was a really great interpretation and getting like some just more kind of a, a deeper look into uh, his weird relationship with his mom. Yeah. Yeah, weird. <laughs> uh, a lot of people I talked to said so they enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I did not get to see the last season of it though. Okay. So I know I, that they stopped. They stopped doing it. Like it, it ended. Yeah. It. it, I, it I hate it using. It got canceled. I, it, things don't get canceled anymore. I don't think really. No. They no. just kind of end. Right. <laughs> I mean, the only things that really they get, like, I, I say get can, you know, I'm gonna say get canceled. Yeah. Are when HBO abruptly ends a series like Carnival or Deadwood, which they try to do a, a, a shitty rushed ending. My better half liked both those. Yeah. She loved both those. Yeah. I just it. I just don't want to take any more on. <laughs> right. It's too much work right, right. now. Right. Well, look, with Carnival, there was two seasons, and it and, and the music in that even, like, well, in yeah. both of them, it um, Carnival ended with, like, okay, there there could have been one more season. Even if they just did a, like a, did a real short third season. Yeah. And just to tie up some loose ends, that would have been great. Deadwood seemed rushed as well. Really? Yeah, even though they keep talking about doing about doing a kind of like a, a a TV movie to kind of like finish up Deadwood, which Ian McShane, 
uh, one of the two stars of that, Ian, Ian McShane and, and Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Ian McShane, I would pay to listen to him read the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you know, that actually came up. To, like, that would be a good show here. On Deadwood was the show. I, I, I'm not familiar. I yeah. won't make any bones about it. But I did see, I've seen, you know, cuts yeah. and pieces at the house. And that was the cowboy where they cr- they cussed a lot, right? There was like a ton oh, yeah. of filthy it, language. Get, it's in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most amount of time, most amount, most uses of the word fuck. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> it is. It, I thought Scarface had that. Oh no! It it, it far it beat Scarface. Far, oh, far exceeded Scarface. Oh, yeah. God. Tony Montana's gonna be so pissed off. Well, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're cocaine. right. Cocaine. <laughs> the cocaine. The cocaine. Oh, yeah. So those, you know, psycho jaws, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, th- those are staples. People, like, even if you're not into horror films, yeah. people can recognize those. Yeah. But then there are people like you and I that like, deli- you know, some stuff that maybe not everybody knows. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that there are, I mean, there's there's other ones too. I yeah. Mean, I mean, you, I mean, I guess we can bounce around here. Yeah, if we you yeah want. we should. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Halloween. Yeah, that I mean, that's, <laughs> that's that's not really that's pretty well known. <laughs> well, I'm saying there are, yeah, yeah. but there are these ones that everybody knows. Everybody, oh, everybody's yeah. heard um, Halloween. Yeah, and um, you know, that's I gotta I gotta find that one. I I know I have it. <laughs> Uh, Halloween. I mean, I don't know anybody out there who has it who don't hear that and not get the chills. Right. That you know. I mean, there you go. Thank you. Which you know, this there's another movie that's on your list that this is very similar to. Oh yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Also, and I know that this one came first though. Yeah. And this, this is the first one. John Carpenter, the director of this movie, did did this. Oh yeah, he did score. He did a lot of. The, he did the scores for a lot of his films. Yeah, uh, and this is probably one of his greatest works, uh, for obvious reasons. Listen to this, just monstrosity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's insane. Right. I, I I, when you write such a wild song like that, that that literally fits the mood of the movie so well. Yeah, and this isn't in retrospect. I mean, when I first saw Halloween, when I was very young. Yeah. It just all made sense to me. Right. It fits the mood of the movie. Everything is just there. It's the full package. And right. I mean, that's what's one of the things when it comes to people who compose scores for movies, right. um, how they can make, how it's just amazing to me how people that score movies can actually look at something visually and say, yeah. this is what the soundtrack to that's going to sound like. This right. is what the score behind that. I mean, I know it's pretty obvious. It's an obvious statement, but. I think it's a lot easier said than done. Right. Like, this is what this movie is going to sound like. You right. Know? And that's, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, I was listening to, um, I, I was listening to public radio. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, I do. And, uh, this, oh man, when was this? This was er, earlier in the week. And they were playing, um, the actual the the soundtrack to Star Wars the original yeah, yeah. which which I have known on vinyl it doesn't there's no a new hope on it nope. it's yeah and I will admit that I I tear up during you know Leia's theme you know, admit, you know, <laughs> oh she, yeah she will always be royalty yeah um, but they were trying to you know John having John Williams compose that in yeah. place because originally they were going to use existing classical music yeah 
and it just was not. It, it wasn't popping. No, it wasn't working. No, yeah. and uh, I'm I am I I'm blanking out on the the name of the of the composer that yeah. essentially I don't want to say John Williams kind of just just ripped off, but um, the inspiration. Uh, I'm gonna I'm looking it up right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, for for that um was Gustav Holtz you know like okay. uh, Mars the bringer of war which yeah. is which is like something that you can't listen to that and not hear like impending doom yeah that's oh no wow I, I, some, <laughs> somehow the misfits are playing underneath there not that I'm gonna complain but uh that uh the misfits that's a, that's for a little bit later on the show <laughs> oh yes yeah oh yes. I mean, listen to that, man. You don't get much more dramatic. No. No, you don't. This this right here is just... Something bad is coming. Yeah. And this music's telling you that. It's warning you. Right. And this this was... uh, This was composed uh, late... Late 1800s, you yeah. know. So this is like before actual like film that we know of is film, yeah, right. And uh, well, the soundtrack to any war could be the same though. That's yeah. proof of it right there. Yeah, that's the sound. That is the sound of war. It really is. It's the sound of impending doom. Right. Something is coming. Wh- right. Whatever shape and form it may be in. Right. It's the sound of war. Yeah. Uh, and it don't matter what era you're in whether it's the super super futuristic type thing like you know star wars was right or if you're 200 years ago it don't matter right it's the same it's going to be the same because i mean i guess you know deep in our psyche or in our in our hearts our vibrational level i think like the idea of war yeah if you think about war um right I think when 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 I say the term war, I mean lots of people that are listening to this show or us in the studio here, mm-hmm. we all get a different impression. Mm-hmm. But I do know that we're not smiling. No, we're not excited about that, right? No. And there's a soundtrack to that. It's a vibration, and I think like a song like that, that's the vibration, right? right? <laughs> but then you have this, yeah, Va- yeah, you know, Wagner's yeah, Ride of the Valkyries. You know, Which was used in Apocalypse Now. Right, because I love the smell of, of Napalm oh, Nap- 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 Smells like victory. Victory. <laughs> Bobby Duvall. That's right. And Charlie Don't Surf. Charlie Don't Surf. <laughs> but yeah, that's, it, I mean, yeah, that is interesting also, but that's still dramatic. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is I think that's where you, you try to say, like, what's something going to sound like, like musically? Yeah. And again, I say that. It's much easier said than done. Right. Uh I can. I think a lot of people from who have done movies, they may have not known how good it was. Right. It was just what they thought was supposed to be there. Like a right. man like John Carpenter, who really don't need much of an introduction anymore. Yeah. He uh, he's written piles of scores that are, have become iconic to the point where he tours now and just plays those songs for people. I mean, right. it's like he, this is true. This is true, and he's inspired other people to do that style of music. Yeah. Like I was, as I was saying before the show. That there is, uh, there's a guy that does, um, that he, he had, let me get his name just so I'm not, he goes by George C. Okay. Right? And he did a ton of, um, 
different versions of the Doctor Who theme song, and yeah, one of yeah. them is is in the style of Do- of uh, John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. And first of all, he nails John Carpenter. Not like he does not you know, he's <laughs> nailing John Carpenter. I mean, come on now, I'm not judging I don't anybody. Think John would be into that. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, like uh, yeah. I'm not judging anyone, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this right, it's right here. I'm going to play it is totally if John Carpenter did it, you can tell that this is John Carpenter style. Yeah. The pianos, that, mm-hmm. that space mm-hmm. in there, you, you know, it's, it's unmistakable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The horns, they're not really horns. They're... No, I mean, John Carpenter did that all on a synth. Yeah, it, yeah, there were synth horns, basically. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he somebody he picked up a Casio keyboard somewhere down the line. But anyway, yeah. we do have to go to our first break, and we will be back in two minutes with more Motor City Juju on New Radio Media. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The new radio media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. All right, welcome back. The Motor City Juke Joint on new radio media. Yeah, a little bit of that Doctor Who. Yeah. Now, uh, before before we continue, I have a few things uh, I have to have to get out. Uh, one, let's start off with this. This is you right here. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Now Saturday, April twenty eighth at the Trumbleplex. Yeah, Detroit. I haven't been to Trumbleplex. I don't remember. It's still great. Is it? Great place. Love yeah. going there. Love going there all the time. Yeah. 
Thousand Yard Stare. Yep. Blind Haven. Blind Haven. War Horses, Iron Mountain, and The uh, Watchers. The Watchers. Yeah. It's a five five uh, band bill we're doing down there. Um, six to ten dollar donations. Okay. That, that's how the Trumbleplex runs. It's a donation yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's dirt cheap, so you can go there for like six bucks if you really want. Yeah. C five, and it's they're all pretty hard bands. That's all. It's all hard stuff. We're all kind of doomy and mean. So if that's your thing, yeah, it's Saturday, April twenty eighth, Trumbleplex. We're gonna be down there. I think the doors open at like eight o'clock, mm. and we're gonna be going all night there. It's gonna be totally awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah fun, the, fun stuff. Even just you know, just looking at the at, at the the flyer, the names, you know, I'm assuming that they're. You know, like the Watchers, that's that's they've got that that total you can't black, black metal <laughs> logo. You can't read it. And the funniest thing is they're the, the nicest guys. Yeah, they're, these were some guys we just met at a show one night, just hanging around, and yeah. we started chatting. And they're yeah. like, "Well, we play in this band." We're like, "Well, we play in this band." Right. And now we talk. We always talk. Right. And they're like the coolest guys. And yeah, that looks scary as hell. Yeah, it looks scary. I mean, you're not. I mean, you're gonna get a look, look at that, and you're not say, "Okay, well, this isn't like some indie duo that you they're know great they're playing too. coffee houses." Yeah, great band. All those bands are fantastic. It's right been a lot of fun. We're looking forward to that. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, if you uh, if you're listening to the show or watching the show, which I hope um, tonight at Smalls, uh, Cash Riley's doing his video shoot for Wild Women, which I'll, I'll play in a little bit later. Uh, so go check that out. It's like five bucks. Uh, yeah. uh, Forty four territories are playing. Uh, the private instigators are also playing. Uh, I think the first band goes on at nine o'clock. I'll be heading there after the show. Cool. Yeah. Um, also coming up on June sixteenth. Black Iris's Blackout Barbecue, which this show will be there again from the the patio. We'll be, I'll be, uh, be DJing, I guess. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah I'm going to probably come to that. Yeah. It yeah. looks good. Yeah. Um, the lineup is Reverend Horton Heat, Big Sandy, and the Fly Ride Boys, Coffin Cats, local yep. band. Yeah. Heroes. Yeah. Oh, freaking love those guys. Total heroes, man. Love those they guys. And then uh, the gold, gold hope. No, not gold hope. That's that 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 band. That that's that's not even their name anymore. Um, Laura Hope and the Arctones used to be the Gold Hope Dubo. Yeah, and because they're, they're a married couple, and yeah. now they have like a full a full band. There was yeah. a band uh, that the bass player Matt was in uh, called the Arkhams. Yeah, and then they kind of broke up, and one of them one of them uh, passed away uh, not even a year ago. Uh-huh. So now they they kind of like blended together. So they've combined. Yeah, yeah. So they'll be there, and um, I'm trying to think of who else is there. I'm I'm on I'm on the I'm on the bill, and I can't remember all the bands. That's bad. <laughs> but you know, anyway, that uh, we'll be giving tickets away to that later on. Not yeah. not tonight, but you know, a little bit closer to the show. Uh, and you know, like always, thank you to to Ramona of Black Irish Booking because another you know, hero there too. Yeah, Ramona was yeah. awesome. Ramona, you know, I've known Ramona for a long time, and I only actually met her face to face just a little over a year ago. She's a busy gal. Yeah, she's got a lot going on. Yeah, we've actually done shows together. Yeah, and had and hadn't actually met face to face. So she'd have some. She'd send somebody out, and yeah. you know, because you know she's, she's, she's married got a with lot kids going and she's got a lot she's, going on. She's a very busy lady. Yes, she is. <laughs> she is absolutely wonderful. Oh yeah, she has been on the show before. And it was fun. Yeah, yeah. outstanding. Yeah. yeah, great gal. Yeah, totally awesome for sure. So back to uh, the topic at hand, and if you do want to call in and contribute to this, maybe you have a favorite uh, piece of music from a horror film or yeah. some or anything, or maybe something that inspired it, or inspired by. Yeah. Call in at eight four four nine 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 two four nine. That's eight four four nine 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 two four nine, and you can uh, throw your two cents in, uh, or, um, or I don't know, just just don't call in and breathe heavy because you know like. 
you know, like a, unless you mean it. Yeah, like if you, you, be, you better, you better, mean <laughs> you it. better mean it, boy. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to throw a new one out here yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, I don't know, if, and I don't know if you have any of the music for it or not. If you don't, it's cool. But I mean, just this is we're talking like the last month. Yeah. Very recent uh, Annihilation. Yep. Have you seen that movie? Nope. But Dude. I, 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 I did snag that, and I was listening to this. Wow, what a soundtrack! Yeah, this uh, is what I'm talking about. Like, well, okay, I'll, I'm not gonna. But, go nuts uh, ben Salisbury out. and uh, Jeff Barrow. You got right? it. They're yep. the composers for this. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which ones did you grab? Uh, did I just have it? Sometimes they're not. Um, the Alien. Yeah, the Alien. Yeah. This is towards the end. You know, I'm not going to spoil things, but this is part of the you know yeah. end of the soundtrack. So, what's what I what I love about this soundtrack, and I mean I'm going to keep this spoiler free. Mm-hmm. Is it? It really. I think like more modern composers are getting more attuned to to reverberation, yeah, and kind of just laying a bedrock down for a film instead of having to write an entire score, right? Right. I mean, I'm not saying they're they're lazy. There's a lot going on here, right. as you can hear. But there's more. There's you can you know, and it's great in the headphones because you're getting it on both sides. You're getting right. it stereo. It's great. Right. But it builds up. Wow. It's so fresh in my mind, too, so I can just see everything happening in my in my mind. Now, this isn't, you know, I mean, Annihilation is considered like a sci-fi horror. Yeah. I'd say a little bit heavier on the sci-fi, right? Yeah. Uh, but very different. Right. I mean, the, the soundtrack starts off with, like, acoustic work. Yeah, like very cool acoustics. You know, like, yeah. like well, that like what do you know is like the opening opening piece in the soundtrack. Right, it's like an acoustic piece, um, and the way it ends, like you know, we we're you're you're playing the alien, which has, I think that's like a twelve minute song. Yep, it's like a really long song. That thing whirs all over the place. Okay, that goes into so many different moods, and we don't we don't want to go right. ripping the song apart. But that within that twelve minutes, you get like about four or five different you know ideas and styles of music. Right, and it becomes very very bizarre so the soundtracks all over the map where you get a lot of soundtracks but they're they're very consistent right, right? Uh, like a john carpenter soundtrack's pretty consistent through the film right it, it captures the mood it does the job where this is very it's varied it's all over the place and there's a lot of what i would call just more reverberations more kind of bed sounds that add to the mood of the right. movie or create the mood of the movie, right. movie in some places so that's what if you haven't seen that if you you haven't seen that obviously i no, highly recommend yet. seeing that as far as a new movie's concerned it's we're all freaking out natalie portman right yep yeah beautiful movie uh jennifer jason lee's in it also okay fantastic flick if you haven't seen that and a lot of it really was the soundtrack it's mm-hmm. I mean, we were all freaking out about the soundtrack we thought it was so cool and when this came up, this is one of the ones I'm like, oh, I got to write that one down. Right. <laughs> That's going to definitely be mentioned tonight. And, and, and listening to that, uh, it's definitely, definitely something that that you can li- – like, there are movies, and I know they're doing this for the new Star Wars movie where they're releasing it with just – there's no no dialogue, just the music. Yeah. It's like, that is something, like, I, I – I, while I have not seen Annihilation, I, I can – I could probably is it one of those things that you can watch and just hear the music and not the and no dialogue and kind of get what's going yeah, on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. to me, that's that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you can do you that. You know, much like like the um, with silent films. You yeah. Know, that some without without that music, I mean, shit, a lot of that stuff would, would was you know would be awful. Like Nosferatu, the, yeah. you know. 
uh, that's, you know. Even well, I don't consider myself, at least myself, I'm nowhere near an expert on silent film. Right. Nosferatu is a really good example. Right. Because you have to think about that, too. Um, all they really had to depend on was a soundtrack. They right. had to write something, right? Because right. uh, they were technically silent films. Right. Uh, so they had to actually write a soundtrack that really made the film move along right. and gave it some kind of mood, I guess, right? right? I'm not an expert in any way, but if you, you just think about what was done back then, especially right. for a film like that, that's kind of mind-boggling. Right. That, and, you know, that, and that soundtrack's incredible. You have, you have a piece of that? Of um, Nosferatu? Not no, but I can yeah. I can. Well, don't I kill yourself. Oh, shit. I'm I sorry, I didn't mean to ask you that on the air. <laughs> no, that's all right. I can I can always find find stuff, um, and uh... well, the thing yeah. the thing is with these soundtracks too, and we haven't really gotten to this part yet. Right. We'll check out Nosferatu here. Yeah, but there are there are soundtracks that. Do I think get under your skin? Oh yeah, you know. And well, go ahead. We're gonna say. Yeah, no. Uh, I was gonna say like there are there are soundtracks that um, in, in yes, Nosferatu is, is is one, but kind of going off of of um, Annihilation and even the title of that Alien yeah. is that without like you could take the dialogue out of out of the movie Alien and just have like the the sound effects and the music. And, t- and, it, and it would be, you know, and I should terrifying. be shot for not putting that on my right. list. What and, is wrong and, with and, me? And before we go to Nosferatu, How can I do that. Before we go to Nosferatu, it's like my favorite movie. And, and it, it, it's it's like it's like Hitchcock in space. Yeah. Listen to this. And it's got that creepy bug. No, like, yeah, it sounds, like a, it sounds like a bunch of bees. Yeah. I I lo- I love those movies. Well, you see this, you hear this music, and I mean, I can, I mean, I've seen the movie so many damn times. Now. Yeah, it feels like space. It feels like deep space. It feels yeah. like you're just out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Which they, they are. Yeah. And I, it's like, to me, what like when I was watching this, it's like um, Ridley Scott took basically what. Filmmakers, you know, special effects artists learned from Lucas, yeah, and was able to make a horror film in space. Yeah, well, they 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 referred to it. What their idea was back then, they said, was they wanted to make a haunted house in space. Yeah, and that's exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so cool. It a- so cool. Absolutely. I should be beaten mercilessly for not having that on my elaborate list that I brought tonight. Well, that's something insane. That's something that could happen within the next two minutes since we have to go to a commercial break. <laughs> All, All right. right, if you don't hear me back here, guys, uh, you know what happened. Yeah, well, you know, he, he's... I deserve a beating. It happens. <laughs> All right, so stick around for more more decisions you join on New Radio Media. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. 
But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. We're offering spectacular savings during the spring sales event at Parkway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Great deals on our inventory of over 2,000 new vehicles, including our entire selection of Ram 1500 pickups with special lease deals on many of our best-selling models. Over 200 vehicles, under $200 a month. Early out on all lease payoffs of $3,000 or less. And Parkway offers an extra $2,000 for your trade-in. Only at Parkway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Clinton Township, where you just show up, sign up, and ride. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We didn't beat you during the, the commercial break. I was threatened several you, times. You though. were, yeah. You know, I, I'm so sorry. It's all right. Oh, I, that's that is so unforgivable. Yeah, it's like one of the best movies ever. And, <sighs> and how do you make such an amateur? How do you take an awesome movie and and uh, make it even better? Is it possible? Yeah, yeah, totally. I yeah. think I think it. I mean, are you looking for an example? Well, um, that particular. Um, movie. Uh, how do Alien? you? A, a, yeah, Alien. Yeah. And somebody made a sequel, not, um, an ad- not Ridley Scott. Yeah. But it, the sequel was made by uh, oh. James Cameron. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so I got the memory of a goldfish these days. What's that? I should I should know that. Where am I? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> James Cameron did part two, which was a different animal. Yeah, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, but was equally as awesome. I think I, it, it was an action film. Right, he did make an action film, and then like the third one sucked, and then the, well, the what? third one, really? the third one was just like a, a weird, a weird like um, art house film to me. It was very gothic looking. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely felt different. The xenomorph was a different kind of xenomorph for obvious reasons. Yeah. I loved that movie. Did you really? I thought it was fun. I, I, you know, I had no problem with that. I mean, I know a lot of people love to shit on that movie. I, I, I love it. I, I don't. I, I thought it was great. I don't like the theatrical cut of it. Yeah, I, I liked. Uh, I liked that the xenomorph came from an ox. Yeah, that that was the, that's in, that, in the, that, in, that in extended the cut. cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have that at home. Yeah, they show it coming. It, the the CGI was horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was terrible looking. Right. I think that's probably why they they, they didn't use it because it looked like shit. I mean, the CGI was really bad. Yeah. Uh, the dog looked a lot more natural. It was right. done with practical effects. Right. So it looked a lot better. I think that's why they went with that. Right. I, I agree, but I, I think that the, the the concept of the ox was cool. Oh yeah. While the dog looked better. Yeah. It just right. looked better on film. Yeah. And. Then you have. They used uh, all close shots for that, so yeah. that's why you know you didn't have that. They I remember that last shot they did with the ox. It's a, it's a it's a pullback shot, yeah. so you see the whole frame, and you just see the thing kind of rip out of the ox, right? And it runs away. Right. It's like it took all the darkness out of the creature away. First off, right? right? Well, well, Alien Resurrection completely sucked all the darkness out of the creature, out of the xenomorph, I think. Yeah. But that was that kind of let the cat out of the bag, I think. You never really ever saw. You did right in three. 
you know, when it's running through the hallways and stuff like that, you did see it, but it still was very quick cuts. There was still that mystery, I thought. Right. There was still that elusiveness this creature had. And in four, you have swimming xenomorphs. Right. Dude. They were training them. Yeah. Now, that was bullshit. Right. I, I could bitch about that all night long. But, that, right. yeah, that movie... And then, well, then you have like the this. What I'm a, the, the 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 phrase I'm about to say. I first of all, I'm going to apologize to anybody. But <laughs> Alien versus Predator was like a botched abortion. The first one, I thought the first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great by any means, um, but I thought it was somewhat fun. It was fun. I had fun with it. It did. The explanation, yeah, okay. As far as the whole universe and the timeline, yeah, yeah. it's like okay. Yeah. Now, uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem. Yeah, that was a botched abortion. Yeah, that was completely that was complete horseshit. I I don't know where they came. They thought that was going to work. Right. They could have made it because coming out of the Alien versus Predator. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, we have a Xeno. We have a uh, they called the Xeno Predator, a Predo, yeah. Predo Xeno, whatever yeah. their name was. Or Pred Alien. Um, Pred Alien. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm like, this is gonna be the baddest thing in the universe. This is like the t- you know they show that. I'm like, oh my god, it's all over with. So I mean, okay, they're gonna do a new movie. They're gonna do a sequel. Yeah. You know, I'm not expecting it to be a masterpiece, but I'm thinking, okay, this is gonna be super cool. And they must have run out of money. I've always said this because I remember me and me and Amber saw that in the theater, like yeah. on New Year's Eve. We went to the theater to see that movie. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I want to see this. And I think they must have run out of money because. You all the shots of the Pred Alien, which I don't want to see it full on. That kills all the mystery and the and the right. wonder and the magic of the which thing. Which is the right? best part about the original is that you didn't see anything; it was all implied. But the thing was, is they made it so dark, yeah. like you barely saw anything of right. the, the Pred Alien yeah. in, Re- in Requiem. Yeah. So I guess it's like it's that balancing and the balancing act you yeah. have, where you want to keep it mysterious, but you still want to disturb people. Yeah. And, and she, oh my God, look at this monstrosity. Yeah, we're we're out. we're totally an alien. We're in the weeds. Sorry, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but it's fun to talk about though. It, alien rules. It is. Ever, it is. It is. It is great. It yeah. is. It's. Uh, it has. Um, and it's the audio that to me really really sells that movie. Yeah. So that I guess that that it's a very calming soundtrack. Like the yeah, initial, like yeah. that those intros. They're very yeah, calming. Yeah. Like I said, it's space. Right. You're in the middle of nowhere. Right. And then, you know, an hour later, you're like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> where am I at? This sucks. What did, what did you, uh, what did you, what did you think of the, um, of, uh, like, uh, Prometheus and then Alien Covenant? I'm going to be in the, in the, probably in the mi- minority on this. I enjoyed them both. Because I'm really, I. I'm really rooting for, I'm really rooting for Ridley Scott here uh, on yeah. this. I know a lot of people say he can't make films anymore, and I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. I think he makes good films. I think the problem is, is you're like any like anybody doing any kind of franchise mm-hmm. like this. I th- I hate to say this, you know, about Ridley Scott, but he's destined for failure with this because you can't make Alien again. You can't do it right. No. It's it. It just became. It was a happy act. A lot of this stuff in in Hollywood and maybe in music, whatever. A lot of this this really iconic stuff. I think it really is a series of happy accidents sometimes, right? Yeah. So. I'm not saying that he's a, he's a bad filmmaker now. I think Ridley Scott's still an amazing amazing filmmaker. I just think that you know you're not gonna you're just not gonna get that again. You're just not gonna get that feel. You're not gonna get that creepiness. I think, uh, but I think Pro- Prometheus was a lot of fun to watch. I really enjoyed it. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can talk about plot holes. We can talk about all that goofy stuff. Uh, and the same thing with Alien Covenant. There's there's a lot of characters in that. Literally, the half I'd say like three quarters of the cast in that movie were put there just to be meat. 
<laughs> they were literally just meat. They were, they, I mean, they were, there was not really any development whatsoever. Okay. But what are you going to do with two hours, right? right. You, you have like 12 people you got to talk about. Yeah, you, you know, when you have a horror movie or a sci fi movie, you got to have something for, to be. But, you know. Great, great theme. Yeah. It, it, it Prometheus. Did have, Prometheus did have this kind of. Up, it would start off uplifting, but then much like when we're talking, like go, uh, with Ravenous, that really underneath. Well, this is the sound of an adventure to me, like, the, like yeah. this right here, which really, you know, Prometheus, the idea of it was it was they're going on some grand adventure here. It was a doomed adventure. Well, it was, well, a, it was doomed. a doomed adventure. They didn't know that, though. Yeah. But like, you know, they were going to go and answer the question of where we came from, mm-hmm. like as, as a race of humans. Which I don't know anybody who wouldn't have. I think the entire studio is sick tonight. Well, I hear coughing. I hear coughing in, yeah, yeah. in the control it means, room. Like, I have allergies. Yeah. My like, nose is all stuffed up. Kelsey, you're all right, though, right? You're not sick? You don't feel good? Fine. All right. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Every- Kelsey, I didn't even know. I, dude, I had no. I'm sorry to go off the rail. I didn't even know you were here. Have you been hiding? You've been hiding in there this whole time? Sorry. Okay, we're we're totally. You can't hear her. This is ridiculous. We're, yeah. we're totally getting. We'll talk later. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, <laughs> so, anyways, no, but yeah, that that theme you're talking about right there is yeah. fantastic. It does sound like it's it's a theme of adventure. It's beautiful. It right? is. Um, it starts out so like you know, dare I say, like when I heard that theme the yeah. first time, you could just see some like dude with his foot on a rock, like looking down, going, "I'm going to take over this land. I'm going to explore this." It's it's a very you know adventuresome type of theme. Um, unfortunately, as you said, it don't end well for nope. anybody. But nope, Prometheus and uh, Alien Covenant, I enjoyed them both. And I mean, I I do I work. You know, one of my side gigs is I work at a movie review site. I do yeah. a podcast for those guys, yeah. the Movie Sleuth, and they they all shit on it. They all <laughs> so yeah. I'm getting beat up by these guys, right? Right. I enjoyed it. I I just because it is you know, to me like the alien franchises yeah. like pizza yeah um even I'll even put resurrection in this bucket yeah. too it, it's bad but it's still good because it's pizza right I mean everybody's ha- actually had at least once had bad pizza resurrection did usually, suck usually it's from a gas station <laughs> yeah although there's I, I have had really good gas station pizza yeah. somewhere uh I, God, I can't remember what it was but this as we were talking before the the, the break yeah. we have Nosferatu yeah yeah which, yeah this is really all you have to set the mood. And Creeping that, about the castle. Right? Right? Creeping. And, you know, I, I have a few... I have Nosferatu a, didn't talk, though. No, I, I, I love Nosferatu, and I love um, the movie they made with Willem Dafoe playing... Um, oh, Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, which was great. Which is a great... Okay, let's talk about... If you want to talk about that. Yeah, let's, let's do yeah. that, yeah. Shadow of the Vampire is fantastic, but that also leads to a film that's on my list here. Yes. And I don't know if you have any audio bites from it, because it's probably hard to, hard to get, yeah. but Begotten. That's on my list here. Begotten. The film Begotten. Uh... Uh, the 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 actual uh, soundtrack was done by Evan Album, um, and it was all it was directed by Elias. Mer- I always screw his name up. Elias Marish, and that's uh, the same guy who did Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah. This is a f- pardon my French. I don't like cursing no, on the radio, but this is a fucked up sounding soundtrack. It is. This is this begotten. If you anybody out there, if you haven't heard about this film, uh, it's a 1990 American experimental dark fantasy horror film. Yeah. Um. It was produced, edited, and directed by uh, uh, E. Elias Mirage. I yeah. always screw his name up. I'm a totally. Yeah. He did Shadow of the Vampire, like I said, yeah. and with William Defoe. Yeah. Um, who is just who'd be creepy anyway. Yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. 
the crickets are the cricket sound is what always gets me. It's like that that follows. This is the movie's only like it's about an hour. Mm-hmm. I think it's about ninety minutes. I could be wrong. I haven't watched it in a little while, but uh, I remember seeing this the first time, like like when I saw it, like in nineteen ninety eight. I was Thomas Video. If you remember Thomas Video, there's the iconic store in Clawson, Michigan, here where we live. Yeah. They had a VHS copy of it. And I looked at the back and it said, no actors, no dialogue, no nothing. This is just what, and I'm like, oh my, they're like, this is an experiment. Yeah. It's completely insane. I couldn't wait to watch it. And I won't lie, the first time I watched it, I was like, uh uh-huh. Like, you know, what, 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 but like, I was way, I was 20 years younger too. Yeah. So I didn't really, wasn't more, I didn't have a palette like I have now. Now I can watch this movie over and over again. It's it, incredible. It's a, um, see, it, it's one that I'm not familiar with, but there's, there are no actors, no dialogue, right? It's an expressionist film. Like I said, it's experimental yeah. horror. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's some technical aspects of it. My friend who's a total film nerd, yeah. he's explained this to me and I kind of drooled and fell asleep as he yeah. was going because it was like insane. Right. Uh, but they did do a lot of experimenting on the film itself. Yeah. Um, there have been a couple of, of, of screenings of this, the, the actual, like, 35 mil. I think it's 35 millimeter screenings yeah. of this, and I missed the last one that came through. Yeah. This is one you do have to see. I have a DVD copy of it, of course, but which is hard to find. Holy crap, it's expensive now. But Begotten's a really amazing film, and it's a perfect example of kind of what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. If you listen to this in the background, which I'll shut my hole for a second. This is the whole damn movie like this. There's no music. It's just a sound bed of all these creepy sounds. I mean, there's some music, you know. Yeah. and it's, There's harmonies in the background, but they're very haunting. I mean, it, it's basically, it's um, some ambient sounds yeah. with uh, a synth. Some synth strings. It's very sensual. Yeah. And if you know, if you understand, which I don't want to spoil it, if you kind of understand kind of what the point of this this film was yeah. to as far as like this the performance art that's happening in front of you the uh these sounds you're hearing they are very sensual yeah and sexual dare yeah. i say uh it's a really amazing film and the score is a huge part of that i think right i've always had i've always i've heard similar ideas done musically like this where you kind of distort the frequency, make it sound more muddy and kind of just bloated like we're hearing now, like yeah. those sounds. But you write a very beautiful harmony within that. Right. There's just something very haunting about that idea, yeah. combining those two elements. Right, for sure. So, yeah, wow. It's cool. If you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend it. It's tough to find. You might be able to watch it on YouTube or something. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like I could turn the, the all the audio off for that documentary crop scene, put this on, and just just scare the shit out of myself. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's very haunting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the the visuals are haunting. Everything yeah. about this movie is just extremely haunting. Right. But it takes a couple views. Absolutely. It's not easy to get through. It's tough. It's 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 a challenge. That's what that's what the whole point of it was, though. It's art. Yep, it's an art film. We have to go back to well, not back. We have to go to another commercial break. Yeah. So stick around. Uh, see you in two minutes with more Mortis Juju Joint on New Radio Media.
what's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. And action. And millions of ducks. You guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Welcome back to the Motor City Juke Joint on your radio media. Here is Cash O'Reilly with Wild Women. So go check out the video shoot for this at Smalls tonight. Guitar and the girl next door. Seasons changed, the years went by. The devil started to show more in my eyes of the smoke I told. The truancy notes always shows up in every single song I wrote. I like wild women drinking and sinning. Oh, mama, try, but that's just the beginning. The motels, jail cells, and dingy bars will look bad if you see it. We're shooting star. I like wild women drinking and sinning. Oh, mama, try. But that's just the beginning Sometimes I wonder if I would have been good If daddy hadn't left my neighborhood Try to stand on my own I've been roughed, abused And bruised, pushed to the floor I've exploded and been rolling Try to make things right But I seem to forget This noose is tight And the apples don't fall Fall from the tree No apples don't fall Fall from the tree Especially right in ones like me Oh, what were they saying When they buried me? I like wild women Drinking and sinning Oh, mama, try But that's just the beginning The motels, jail sales and dingy bars will look bad if you see it we're shooting star i like wild women drinking and sinning oh mama try but that's just the beginning sometimes i wonder if i would have been good if daddy hadn't left my neighborhood
Wild women drinking and sinning. Oh, mama, try, but that's just the beginning. The motels, jail cells, and dingy bars may look bad if you see it from a shooting star. I like wild women drinking and sinning. Oh, mama, try, but that's just the beginning. Sometimes I wonder if I would have been good if dad hadn't left my neighborhood. Welcome back to the Motor City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. That's Wild Women by Cash O'Reilly. And they're doing the video shoot for cool that stuff. at Smalls. Yeah, it yeah, absolutely really cool is. Stuff. And you know what? I have to say this. The, that whoever did the album layout for that yeah. is it, it's such a great job. I don't know yeah. who he is. Me. Oh, I did you. It. <laughs> I did it. I did, I did the layout. I have to see it now. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have it. Well, not right now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> It's I, I did I didn't do the cover art. Yeah. Somebody else did that. But the every, layout, every, every all the layout, all the the, the that's an art form the, in itself. It, oh, it is. It's a very big art form. Yes. But, uh, yeah, that that's his uh, that's his actual first solo album called Stude, uh, Stude and Screwed Hellbilly Blues. Uh, or music, I dig it. Music for sirens and sinners. All his album titles are are are, are long. They're always uh, something, and then like uh, like a like a. A subtitle or yeah, you know yeah. which I, I always find find interesting <laughs> you know it's like I, I think it's more like uh, i can't come up with a with you know with one name i have two good names I'm like a oh, shit just cram just, them together just cram It'll them together awesome. yeah 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 cram them together like we were talking uh about uh ned Beatty and deliverance oh, oh god on the break you guys should have been here for that yeah. oh wow yeah. That's well. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let, let's, let, let us talk about. You know, I I know the idea we were coming into was you know we were talking about more horror films, but you know horror can be, it can come in so many different it, forms. That, that is total psychological. Yeah, horror. it can come in so many different forms. I think you know you know there. I know when people think when you say the term horror, people think that well just you know blood gore and guts and zombies running around and people getting their heads cut off and whatnot. But horror, I think you know horror. There's just horror in reality and life. Yeah, and I think. Deliverance really, as far as that movie's concerned, really played on that idea of, you know, the horrors that are out there that, you know, you may not even be aware of that are waiting for you, basically. Right. Um, and they come in the form of a guy with no teeth. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we all heard the jokes, and I'm not going to play that. I'm not going to say the jokes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is people, that movie's been been so stigmatized as like this you know all these funny memes and jokes now but it's a damn good movie it's it a is damn good movie it is and you know i'll have to i have to say this is uh as someone whose family comes from that part same here you know it, yeah. it is um like damn i look at that and i see that 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 weird looking alien kid with the with the banjo it's like Ah, oh, that could be a cousin. I've seen that too. Oh yeah, I, me I, too. I, le I mean, in t and again, I'm not generalizing anybody, but I've drove driven through the back mountains of Tennessee where my family's from. Oh yeah, just cruising around looking at looking for old family properties yeah. and stuff like that. And I remember one time, this was like 15 years ago. I was yeah. down there. Yeah. I I was running low on gas like an idiot. Why wouldn't I 
fill up my tank if I'm going into the mountains. Right. I'm up there driving around, and I pull up to this little place that's got, like, two tanks, you know, little yeah. beat up. Like, your typical thing right out of a freaking horror movie, you know? Uh, and it's these two, and I, I pull up, and this, I mean, literally, like, out of, you know, out of deliverance, this little kid walks out covered in grease, hair all made. He's like, can I help you, sir? Yeah. And I'm like, do you have gas? He's like, no, sir. Yeah, that's what I heard in my brain. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to die. Yeah. yeah. Kid was cool, though. Yeah. He was all right. Yeah. And no, I didn't. I came out okay. Yeah. I'm still a virgin. Yeah, you didn't bend over. No. no. Yeah, cheeks, I didn't lose my virginity that cheeks day. Cheeks clenched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were after that. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know, like, the big thing to worry about down there is uh, you coming across someone's uh, someone's crop or yeah. their lab, you know? That's really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you we, bump into a still somewhere. Right? Oh yeah. boy, no good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's an off your story. But anyway, that, but that theme we're talking about in yeah. the background here—that's yeah—it's permanently tied to this movie. It is, even though it's it's uh, Flat and Scruggs. But we do have another—we have a commercial to go to. Yo, we'll be back in just a minute. More and more to see you join New Radio Media. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. The brain naturally shrinks as you go older. Now there's research that indicates that the rate of shrinkage increases if you drink alcohol. Your brain volume naturally decreases by about 2% for every decade you live. And in the past, scientists have speculated this rate could be slowed with moderate alcohol intake because it appears to improve your heart function and your blood flow. But now, however, the U.S. researchers have found what they call a significant negative relationship between the amount of alcohol that you consume and your brain volume. A study involving nearly 2,000 men and women found a significant difference in the brain volumes of people who were moderate drinkers and those who were teetotalers. And the association was especially strong in women. So the bottom line, say the experts, is that while moderate alcohol consumption may help your heart and blood flow, it offers no protective effect on your brain volume. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said hold on. You know, I was thinking, Bill, yeah. I'm ready for our show, and, and you're ready for mm -hmm. the show, but how do we let everyone know that we're ready for the show? Uh, slow motion rap video? Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Morrissey Jujarn on New Radio Media. Gotta love that. Dueling banjos from the movie Deliverance. It's uh, originally Earl and Scruggs. Yeah. So, anywho, let's get rid of that. So, uh, well, something I, 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 uh, I know I wanted to, to, to touch on um, at some point uh, is there are bands that are inspired by horror music. Oh yeah, and like there are genres. I mean, horror punk. Then you have like horror metal. Yeah, horror so, metal, yeah. psychobilly. Uh, which okay, so you've seen Return of the Living Dead. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, which is just 
I mean, the return, the, the first two Return of the Living Dead movies are total tongue in cheek humor. Yeah. After, like, the third one on is just like, <laughs> are we going to try to salvage that third one with a cute redhead? No. 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 But there is a band uh, from uh, Massachusetts that wrote a song about uh, a scene from Return of the Living Dead. And uh, even so far as to having a clip at the beginning of it. And uh, I want to play that while uh, when we come back. We'll yeah. talk a little bit about uh, about that and also go back through our list because we have... Uh, oh, we got piles of stuff we, have, we do have piles of stuff. But here is... Um, the Creepin' Cadavers, <laughs> which is a great name, yeah, with uh, great name. Frankie Dig a Hole. Yeah. One question, Frank. This guy's screaming in here. You sure he's a dead cadaver? Why don't you open the door and find out? No, it's all right, Frank. I'll take your word for that. was Frankie Dig a Hole by the Creeping Cadavers, and that was... Um, cool tune. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I dig it. They, uh, they, even on the same album, they have one, uh, a song called Romero, 
which is, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like you can totally tell what they're into. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they did a cover of The Misfits, We Are 138, which oh, uh, that's a never band. Go, never go wrong there. Right. Yeah. Which uh, I think we'll, we'll, we can touch on The Misfits a little bit later on because yeah, of, I think, yeah, um, yeah. The, every single song they've done was that's, inspired yeah. by a horror movie. It's like the elephant in the room in this conversation. It is. It is. <laughs> but uh, so... On your list, yeah, I pointed out there was two th- two two themes that sounded very much alike, and there's about a uh, there like you would said there's a year up, there's about They're a year, a year apart. apart, right? Yeah, and that's Phantasm, right? It, which sounds... who, Fred Miro and Malcolm Seagrave they were they both worked on the score for the original Phantasm, right? Which uh, I, which I always liked those movies, oh, I really it, did. Part two was the one that was better. Part yeah. one was. Yeah. Me and Amber both we watched both those movies a bunch of times. And part one, it's it's kind of light on you know. There's not much going on in part, but yeah. part two is when when they amped it up, right? And uh, that's a suit. That's and that's one of those ones, like a theme that and that that whole damn movie got under my skin. Like when I was a kid, when I first, when I saw part two finally yeah, for, when I was young, boy. You know, part two is the one I saw first. Yeah, a lot of people did. In part two, yeah, it it, it is a better movie. It's way better because it actually. It makes a little bit more sense, but yeah, I mean, sure, there's stuff that you, you you really need to need to know from the first one. Yeah, but there's a lot of like jumping around and stuff that's like in, in, like implied that you know. Part one, there's like a whole like five minute interlude of the guy yeah. playing guitar. It's like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. But this is a seriously cool. Yeah, to me, this is Halloween and and uh, tubular bells from The Exorcist, kind of like smashed they together. They all they all kind of have. Well, you mentioned tubular bells also yeah. from The Exorcist. It's yeah. Mike Oldfield who did that, and uh, that you know those three songs. They're not the same by any means, no. but they got the same feel. Right. And I think those three, like Phantasm, The Exorcist, and uh, oh my God, Halloween. Yeah. I mean, those are those three films right there. Those are all genre defining defining films right there. I mean, those right. are all just top, those are top right. shelf. Right. Well, with, with Halloween, that defined the whole um, slasher, slash, slasher, and yep. the the female protagonist. You know that that just yeah. they, they kind of set Curtis. a they, yeah. they kind of set a standard to which you know to the point where. It's it's almost like okay, well, why 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 is it why is that always? How many times has it been duplicated? Right. A million times, right? right? Uh, and, and going on that thread, like The Exorcist, that mean that was like the first of its kind for the possession type films. Yeah, we got, and I don't know why. Like in the last like ten years, there has been uh, just a literal, just steady stream of possession films, and they all suck. I'm not. They, I'm sorry that except well maybe except for the taking of uh, oh my god, the taking act- the taking of Deborah Logan. If you, if you haven't seen that movie, no, dude, that's another one. Totally okay. check that out. I'm gonna yeah. Highly recommend that. That's a possession type film, and that really does it right. Okay. It's super creepy. Really gets under your skin. Uh, but I mean, there's been a steady stream of possession type movies. They thought they had captured that market. I'm like, and every single one, it's the same thing. I'm like, it's not The Exorcist. The Exorcist was the biggest mind fuck of that genre ever. It'll right. never be. It'll never be topped. I'm right. sorry. So that's genre defining. Phantasm was really, you know, maybe not quite genre defining, but it really did kind of get that whole ominous character idea down a lot of like you know i mean nosferatu i mean that same type of creepy you know and i'm i'm totally dropping the ball here right. on the actual character's name because i'm an idiot uh, uh, count orlock thank you well okay yeah well i'm talking about phantasm oh phantasm i'm talking about the tall man yeah the tall man thank you yeah. so that 
that same kind of yeah. creepy character, that yeah. same ominous-looking character, and those metal balls that would fly out. That fucked me up in Fantasm. Right. That, that really creeped me out. But those three films are top of the shelf. I mean, you can't mess with any of those. And right. they all have, and I think a big part of that, I mean, really skirting around all these other points, is that they really they all had a very catchy soundtrack. They really had something that would get under your skin. Right. Now, combined like with Phantasm, combining like the bleakness of the like like it's almost like like it was it wasn't a black and white film, but it was almost devoid of color. Yeah, very very flat looking. It was very washed out looking. Yeah, especially the second one. That's why the second one's always gonna be my favorite. That one just seemed to do it for me. Right. Uh, Very washed out looking. It didn't. it, It never. And I remember that being young, the same impression. I had that impression too. Yeah. Like it wasn't a black and white film, but it didn't look like it had much color in it. Right. Yeah. Very. It, yeah. It, very right. It was just. Um, yeah. It, it bleak. I, and I, I bleak. Think, yeah. yeah. Bleak is bleak is such a great word for it. Yeah. Now, um, uh, I'm, uh, I'm 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 trying to pull up uh, tubular bells here. And yeah. I'm yeah. having. Um, A lovely time here. <laughs> lovely time getting you tubular know. bells. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I'm not like I'm big... not gonna sleep good tonight at all. No, I'm gonna have like, all this crap in my head. I'm huh? not like the biggest fan of other of Mike Oldfield's other stuff. No, this like, is all he did that really like, I, really interested me. Like five miles out. Yeah. And like what? But you know his demographic is. Is not far off from Yanni's demographic. No, and I don't think this song just happened to capture a, a mood. Yeah, I think unintentionally. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna retract that with the Yanni thing. I'm gonna say more. I'm gonna lean more towards like Kate Bush. Yeah, yeah. You which, go with that too. Which you know, or more like prog rock, prog, but but like a like a combination of like new age and prog rock. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. There's, this is, you know, and I was talking about the whole simplicity thing. Yeah. This is a bit more complicated. Like, yeah. these three, these three uh, themes we've been talking about here, they are a little bit more active. Yeah. But um, they still really are kind of simple, though. Right. There's just more notes being played. Right. Now, how about this one right here? What's that? Um, let me, let me bring it up. And this is a this this this, uh, this composer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done a lot of um, a lot. Of, he did he did some spaghetti westerns. What about Ennio? Yeah, yeah. And this is uh, from the thing. Yeah. Beautiful. It is so simple though. Right. And like, listen to this. We're hearing two notes. Yeah. One of them is almost so low you can barely hear it. I mean, it's it's really just just like a drone. Yeah, you know. This is you know this is obviously from uh, the Carpenter uh, remake. Was it eighty two? Was John Carpenter's remake? Yeah. One of the few films he didn't score. It, right. God, you talk about a movie that looked good. Yeah. Holy crap! That movie still gives me nightmares. Yeah, I mean, disturbing looking. Like those those effects look yeah. so good. Right. Backed by this kind of a, a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and it's just like 
Wow. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Wow was right. And again, it's just a, it's just a couple of notes. Right. That's what that's what when I was studying all this stuff and getting ready for this thing, yeah. that's what struck me. And I mean, thinking about that on the way here, like I said, was just the simplicity of some of these soundtracks right. that they've used. Uh, but they work. They make that they bring the whole thing together. Right. Uh, yeah, the thing that's one thing I I don't think I put that one on my list. No, I need another beating on the break. Yeah, I should have put that on my list. Now, uh, let's stick with uh, with Carpenter. Here okay, because um, Prince of Darkness. That's a giant. Oh, animal. dude. Oh, god. Oh man. Okay. Crank that up if you could. Oh my god. And it's just as it messes with you. Well. This right here mm-hmm. messed me up for years. Yeah. What you guys are hearing mm-hmm. right now, it just sounds like some garbled voices. Yeah. But if you see the movie, yeah. And you hear that soundtrack behind what you're seeing in front of you. Yeah. That literally made my, the, the hair on my... It's talking about it right now. And I've been talking about Prince of Darkness for years to right. people. It's my, my, probably my all-time favorite horror movie. Yeah. Um, because of the, the, the topics that are discussed, the ideas, um, and the visuals that Carpenter was able to get... Right. And that isn't music at all, right? It's no. in that, now, now, mind you, that's it's on the soundtrack. It's part of the soundtrack. Right. It's that important element. It's that is that important of an element in the film? Yeah, that it's part of the soundtrack. Right. Um, and it's it just you have to see this film. Right. Those voices, and when you understand what those voices are. Mm-hmm. Oh dear God! If you haven't seen Prince of Darkness, I highly recommend that. And the score itself is—I don't know if you got any other cuts from that. You don't—you know we don't have to play them. Right. Um, but the score itself is really great. The mirror image uh, element, no, the mirror right. image track is really great. Uh, it's a really awesome soundtrack. It was one of his lesser, well-received films in right. his in his inventory that he has now. It was part of the Apocalypse trilogy, which was the thing, Prince of Darkness, and In the Mouth of Madness. Those right. were, that's what John Carpenter called his Apocalypse trilogy, which are all fantastic films. Right, which um, kind of like uh, In the Mouth of Madness had some had oh, serious, dude. holy crap, serious Ooh. like um, like uh, H.P. Lovecraft. Influence. Yeah, very Lovecraftian looking. Yeah, movie. and that's one thing I didn't mention about Annihilation. I don't want to go off on the, on a tangent, but that was a very Lovecraftian looking film too. Really? really, really nailed it. But yeah, In the Mouth of Madness had those ideas too. Right, those huge, fantastic ideas. Now, now the thing like when when people try to adapt uh, Lovecraft to film, uh, there aren't too many that actually it's end tough. up being good. Like obviously, you have um, Reanimator. Yeah, which. It was very comedic. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really like the very last one with like like the the severed penis that that, that becomes alive and yeah. it's like oh that yeah what, come on now this is ridiculous. But they did a silent movie version of Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, which and it was done. I saw it so long. Yeah, I think they did it about like ten years ago. Yeah. And they did it in the style of a, of a of wow. A, yeah, and you know I thought it was, I thought it was good. Yeah, uh, but another it's a, tough. It's tough to nail his his the visions. Yeah. 
and I've been I've kind of been on a Lovecraft kick lately. I've been yeah. I've been reading that stuff I got a lot lately. And when you try to he he you know I mean if the, you know what, I'm not saying anything new. I mean yeah. the the stuff that he wrote and the ideas that he put down on paper. They they were so fantastical and so massive. Yeah. It's that's the reason it's very difficult to try to make a movie out of that stuff. You just to get what really was coming through his mind. You know, right. it's tough. It's tough. I mean, he totally created a genre called cosmic horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Lovecraftian horror. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot of that stuff. I mean, sure, like adapting his own story seems to be difficult, but when people incorporate aspects of his stuff into their own stuff, like, like evil dead, yeah. uh, like that, like that, that, that ends up working. It's almost like you're using parts of his, of, of what he's doing, um, to, uh, I don't know, maybe move along their own story and it works. Well, yeah. Well, I think there, there aren't too many, I think, would you say fanta- fantasy, horror, fantasy yeah. type ideas yeah. that aren't, Influenced by Lovecraft in some way. I mean, his work was that important, I right. think. And there isn't too much out there that right. doesn't that doesn't have his fingerprint somewhere on it. Very true. Yeah. Now, uh, after this break, we're gonna come back, and there's we're gonna have one that uh, to me, I don't know if, if everybody gets it that it's that it had some Lovecraft influence, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it it actually does. So we'll stick around right. and uh, we'll find out what that is on Morrissey Jew Joint and New Radio Media. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at newradiomedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. All right, welcome back to the Motor City Jujurn on New Radio Media. And before we went to break, we were talking about 
uh, well, throughout the whole show, we've been talking about uh, the scores to horror films and how uh, they kind of go hand in hand. But when we left off, we're talking... Prince of Darkness. Yeah, like Prince of Darkness. And then we started, you know, going towards uh, like H.P. Lovecraft. And there is uh, a, a series of films, particularly the second one. Yeah. That really goes towards um, like like heavy Lovecraftian influences. the influence, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. This is from the first of the of the of the series. This is uh, from Hellraiser by Clive Barker. Well, not uh, majestic sounding. Just yeah. And you listen to this, and he's like, "Wow, he really does have such sights to show me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was, you know, the Cenobites as characters, they really were majestic. Yeah. They're, you know, they were, they were, they were these disturbing looking, gross mutants, but there was a certain majesty when there they entered. There was a beauty to it. There was a beauty to it. Yeah. There was a beauty in their, in their, in their, mute, you know, their mutilations. Yeah. There was artistry. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there was beautiful, you know, beautiful, you know work done yeah but i mean as far as the artistic the fantasy side of it when you're trying to get into the headspace of the film there was so much majesty and this soundtrack is just here we are you know right oh i can't do i I can't do that i mean and i well i always say too that uh pinhead you know doug bradley who really made that character what it was and it's a shame that he you know he he's not doing it he can't I don't know, there's a lot of you know, elements in play there. I don't want to yeah. talk about it, but he really did make that character. And Pinhead was a very unique horror icon. I think yeah. um, he still is a very unique uh, horror icon because he was a poet. Right. There was a poetic there, and that's part of that whole majesty and beauty of of Pinhead. And you know, did, well, did, in the Cenobites in general, but especially yeah. Pinhead, there is this. He was poetic. There right. was, you know, the, he didn't speak like, "Hi, what's up, dude." I'm going yeah. to take you to hell now. Here comes the hook, right? Right. I, it was there was a whole recital going on, you know, and and yeah. you see that through all the films, you know, even the later films, there still is this poetic riddle-like idea, yeah, because you are dealing with a puzzle basically, right? Um, so that character and that soundtrack, you guys heard it. It just it, it works so well, right? It, it sound, and it really it was different too. Like I said, there was a majestic quality about it. It isn't quite like getting under your skin like the last few we talked about. Today, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Hellraiser is the shit. And Hellraiser 2, we were talking about that on the break. Yeah. And that's my personal favorite. And yeah, Lovecraftian, that's all over it, man. The Lord right. of the Labyrinth, Leviathan, that whole idea. Yeah. Um, very fantasy-like. And one of the bloodiest things I've ever seen, too. That movie is just, it's a complete bloodbath. <laughs> it's right. insane. I mean, at least i mean at least for the time. Now there's movies that are completely ridiculously, like, just, just complete buckets and buckets of blood. Right. Everywhere. That movie was very artistic, but very gory. Very gory. Right. Really disturbing to look at. And, and, and there is a lot of disturbing, um, you know, the disturbing visuals. And, I mean, you are, like, the, prem, like the premise of... of of the movies, or which are based on stories written by Clive Barker, yeah, yeah, is um, they're a puzzle box yeah. that opens up a gateway to. Uh, I mean, even one want to say hell, but I mean, because the Cenobites are supposed. Are, well, uh, they went on to explain all this through. Like they were something films. by like a, a religious order in hell. Well, it was it was it was a call. It was it was the it was hell. It was the it was a, you know the, the, if you like I said 
Bloodline, Hellraiser 4 explained, you know, what how the box was cursed and all that stuff. And, yeah. You know, how the Cenobites came in. I guess it is hell. I mean, that's one of those things. Like you, And that's what I, you know, I've always said. I mean, I, I've enjoyed all of the, you know, all of the... The whole franchise, yes. every single, even to, all the way up to Hell World, and I'll stop at Hell World, Part Eight. Uh, I enjoyed something about all those. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I would have been happy if they would have stopped it too. I didn't need to know all this extra stuff. Right. Uh, they, but they did decide to go into the 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 mythology of the box and Bloodline. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you get to see it go through the ages, but the, you also get to see the metamorphosis of the box. And it was it was an, it had occult ties. Right. Into this world, the labyrinth, you know, yeah. and all this weird stuff. I don't. I I had a, a year like 2008, where I was so obsessed with Hellraiser, I actually wrote my own fan fiction story. I'm gonna have to give you a copy of it. Oh, geez. Because I wrote a comedy. Yeah. I wrote an actual fan fiction comedy on Hellraiser. Right. And it worked. It's actually on Cenobite.org, I think. You can go and find really? it. Really? Yeah. All right. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it, there's so much to these these films as far as, I mean, in two films, the, yeah. fir- the first and the second one, yeah. uh, there was so much packed into those films. Um, uh, they didn't need to explain anymore. Right. Uh, but you know, still fun. I enjoy it. Like you know, we. I hate to go into this territory, but somebody said this the other. Like, well, you know, if you had a, we, this is a, f- a popular question now. Well, if you had it one way where they didn't make all these new Star Wars f- Wars films, or the other way where they, you know, they didn't, right? Right. Uh, which way would you go? I'm like, well, honestly, if I had it my way, they, I would, I'd say no, don't make any more films. Right. What they did. Right. So you might as well enjoy them. Right. I don't own the shit. <laughs> right. And, that, and that's that's the thing is like the and I was reading this article earlier and it can go with Hellraiser or anything yeah. where there's actually a franchise is uh the fans believe that they own it and that they um fans will will ruin something faster than 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 anything. Like like they say, "Oh, well, my you know, um Ryan Johnson ruined my childhood with Last Jedi, and no, Ryan Johnson t- broke a formula. Yeah. He broke what you expected because people say, "Well, I better not be be Empire Strikes Back." Yet they wanted Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah, I I think I understand where where people are coming from. Right. I, I I totally get that. Yeah, and we're all entitled to our opinion, especially right. nowadays, and that's great. But the fact of the matter is, you don't own it. Right. You. I mean you. Look, I do get the idea that look, this is my. It was my childhood too. Yeah, it was. I grew up on those films, and I won't lie. Watching the Last Jedi, there was three separate times that I did tear up. Yeah, I saw, and it was because I was watching a part of my childhood fade away. I'm with you guys. Yeah, I'm with all those people. Um, again, I'll stand by my my opinion. Like, well, yeah, if it was my, if I owned it. If yeah. I owned it, right, I'd say let's leave it alone, right, right. But I don't own it. Right. I don't have the money for that, right. I, so I'm gonna enjoy them for what they are, and I'm not gonna protest and demand that they delete a fucking movie, right. I hate to go. I don't know where we got to this point, but but, I've right. heard, but yeah. we've heard this. We've heard this. I mean, I know I've I've read the articles. Like there is an actual people, like a, a group of people who were demanding. They were trying to get petitions or signings yeah. or whatever to say, we want the Last Jedi to go away. Right. I like. Okay. A. Do you know how much money was spent on this movie? Right. B. Do you know who owns this movie? Right. It's going nowhere. Right. And you know, one of the best. Honestly, person, I I feel one of the best things that ever happened in that whole franchise is yeah. they took it away from Lucas. Yeah. 
Yeah. Went, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> and for risk of going all night on this, t- this yeah, subject. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure, George, you had the most successful independent film yeah. ever. Yeah. And then you made a sequel to it, which may have surpassed your original. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we turned, I like Return of the Jedi as well. Those but, first three were the, 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 the four, five, and six now. We're fantastic. It's I love that whole trilogy. The holy trilogy instead of the holy one, two, trinity. And, yeah, yeah. One, two, and three. It had its moments. Yeah. The the animated series was better. Yeah, I did see that. That was really great. That was great. Yeah. But yeah, there there was only moments in the in the first three. But you you don't own it. I'm sorry, guys. I hate I hate to break this to you. You don't own it. Right. It's not yours. You can bitch and piss and moan all you want. I think the best thing to do is enjoy it for what it is. Right. That's all you can do, man. That's it, all you can do. People really got upset um, because of, um, uh, oh, <laughs> Ian, get in, come in here. Ian, Ian, Ian's, Ian's, Ian's uh, the boss here, but he's also a filmmaker. Oh. And he has strong opinions on Last Jedi. Have a seat. Have a seat, Ian. Wherever you want to sit. <laughs> right here. Right. Ian, you know you don't own Star Wars. You don't know you don't. <laughs> I- I'm fully aware I don't own Star Wars. Okay. Um, but mm-hmm. that being said, yeah. Um, if anyone were to own Star Wars, I mean Disney owns Star Wars. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, it's it'd be like if George Lucas did something cool, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, like the prequels. Yeah, I have so many nitpicks with them, but at the yeah. same time, it's yeah. still Star you mean Wars. Whiny yeah, ass Jake yeah, Lloyd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jake Lloyd, who can act, and then mm-hmm. you have well, Ian Christensen playing a whiny character. Yeah, but Luke's really whiny. In the original trilogy, he is. until the last he, movie, he really. I'll, I'm with you on that. You he know, is. Yeah, yeah, he is. And then in the Last Jedi, Dan! he goes Dan! back to being a whiny little yeah. bitch. Oh yeah, I can't stand that movie. My whole thing, Last Jedi, is Last Jedi. Okay. Oh no, I love. I will. I watch the prequels still. Yeah. I know, know they're bad. I still enjoy them as Star yeah, Wars yeah, yeah. because they build on the lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, they, um, and they did, they did. Um, they weren't as good as no, oh, and, but no, but you can't even debate that. But There's if you no want to look question. at, and I'm with here, to be fair, like I said, there was moments, right? But to look at the whole ball of wax. Yeah, you're yeah. building on an entire an, right. an entire idea, a whole and story. That's here. my thing with the yeah. Last Jedi. Yeah, is Star Wars is so much on the mythology of the yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. They just chat on everything through it, all out the window. Like, the whole point of the anthology films yeah. is to be the not Skywalker story. Mm. And then with The Last Jedi, they essentially wiped out the Skywalker story, because I don't care what anyone says. It's Kylo a, it's Ren over. is a solo. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Leia's not going to be in the next nope. one. And nope. spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it at this point, they fucking killed Luke off. After not letting him have a lightsaber fight, <laughs> but you, you, you know what though? I mean, they, they, he did have in the flashbacks, and then you know. But you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. You know what though? I mean, the Yoda puppet was really freaking cool. You know, damn well oh, Mark yeah. Hamill will oh, be yeah. in the next one. Oh yeah, especially because Carrie Fisher passed away. Right. Yeah. 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 But the the thing that really I think set, uh, and, and you know what, the thing that set everything everybody off with yeah. Star Wars was one particular character dying in the e- with the expanded universe. And they in Lucas oh, Disney about Chewbacca. It. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna. I was using it as a teaser. We're gonna yeah. come back, but we'll be back in two minutes with more more to see. Chuck join New Radio Media. Thanks, Lottie. <laughs> a study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, 
but also on the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. We're offering spectacular savings during the spring sales event at Parkway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Great deals on our inventory of over 2,000 new vehicles, including our entire selection of Ram 1500 pickups with special lease deals on many of our best-selling models. Over 200 vehicles, under $200 a month. Early out on all lease payoffs of $3,000 or less. And Parkway offers an extra $2,000 for your trade-in. Only at Parkway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Clinton Township, where you just show up, sign up, and ride. All right, welcome back to Motor City. You joined on New Radio Media. As uh, before, we left. We uh, kind of uh, picked up a new guest. Pick, yeah, picked up a new guest, Ian. <laughs> Ian you know, was I was working. Yeah. over there, and I heard you guys, you know, discussing yeah, Last yeah. Jedi, and I was like, well, your antlers shit. popped up. Uh huh. Yeah. But the reason everything changed because, like, Luke in the expanded universe was absolutely nothing like the heroes of heroes, right? And he just kept getting more and more. I'm sure th there was a moment of exile. Uh, but he had a son. His son's name was Ben. Yeah. But what 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 reason everything was scrapped is because they killed off Chewbacca, and in in, in uh, Disney thought that that was a little too harsh. Well, that's not even it. You could put anyone in that costume, as evident by the fact that they just right, did. Right. But yeah. it's the character. They, they no, thought, absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. Han Solo. That's Harrison Ford, regardless yeah. of them doing a younger version, right. older version. Han Solo, and I'm not ready for that. Is Harrison Ford? You know, after I'm hearing the test screening, I'm okay. Um, are you? Honestly, Donald Glover as Lando uh. will get me to see that movie alone, okay. at least twice. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm just still. Donald Glover like, can't know, do anything wrong. No, in my opinion. Although, no, and that's another thing with Last Jedi we were talking about during the eh? break. No fucking Lando. Right. Like. I read an interview with Ryan Johnson. He's like, we couldn't fit him in the movie. And I was like, you had, um, you had a scene in the yeah. casino. And, and like, you all he had to do was take away, like, Benicio Del Toro's stupid character, replace Disposable. it with Lando. Well, no, Holy you know what? Crap. You could have actually. What, and I love that, characters. man. I love that. Oh, I love that. Like, yeah. Sicario. You could, you could have had. Usual suspects. The code breaker that they were looking for. You could have just had that actually as Lando. Been Lando. And still, you would have seen him for what twenty seconds, yeah. and still it'd been yeah. like, hey, and, and instead that's of Lando. and instead of like getting them captured, all they had to do, or instead of betraying them, all they had to do was get captured. Like that's how you change that scene to fit Lando. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, ugh. it keeps going back to that though. Like, <laughs> if I had my way. Yeah, but that's not even like so. But like you, you can't um, change that. I love the La I love the Force Awakens. I yeah, do. I think it's yeah. fantastic. Um, it felt like Star Wars again. 
Yeah. Well, um, I followed a lot of the same plot lines. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. I was talking to my, uh, uh, well, actually, I was, they were my bosses at the time. I was working on a set, um, and they were like, I didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. My biggest complaint was Luke and Han never share the screen. Right. And that means we'll never get to see them share the screen again. No. At least, we at least got Carrie, with Carrie Fisher. Yeah, but Luke and that's like, you know, that's the... Yeah. Uh, and we got Carrie Fisher with, with, uh, with everybody else. But you know what? We still have the droids. That's true, but they killed off Admiral Ackbar off screen. Which... They did. Which was a, which, which was a, which was a bitch it's move. It's a trap. It's a bitch move. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. But, they they did a huge disservice to the lore of this, and that's my big thing: yeah. is the movie itself technically gorgeous film at times. They shit on the lore of of the mythology of everything, and that's what Star Wars is. See, I'm going to say this: I I I did like it because I I I'm going to give I'm going to give it the uh, the oppor- uh, J.J. Abrams the opportunity to kind of wrap that stuff up. If anyone can fix it. Yeah. yeah, but I'm gonna say like if he can take what happened in those movies, what happened in that movie, and turn that frown upside down, uh, I, I I hate myself for even saying they, that. They <laughs> they have to they have to give the fans yeah. that Ray is a Skywalker. I think that's the only thing that's not gonna. But at this point, that might even piss people off because it's so on the head. Right. People are a so Kenobi. polarized now on this. It don't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Right. No, it and, don't that's, and that's the thing with Superman, actually. I tell it to my buddy all the time. The yeah. reason there's never going to be another Superman movie that ever comes out that's going to be universally yeah. loved yeah. is because Superman has been around for so long. He means so many different things to so many different yeah, people. Yeah, you can't. For you generations, can't nail it. it was Christopher Reeve. For me, me, it was the animated series. And... No, it was Christopher Reeve for me, yeah, like you said. No, I mean, yeah. but. There's those few unfortunate kids who have Brandon Routh. Well, you know, that, then you're getting in, you know, when you get into this idea, I mean, you're getting into the, the, the community in general. I mm-hmm. mean,. Uh, and the way things are now, and with with the way media is, we you know we all know too well about what that is, and I think that's what makes things so polarizing even more is it's all amplified a million times yeah, over. That's so very can, true. Yeah, I will say this though, um, in terms of the Last Jedi, yeah, they only had to do two or three things differently, and I would have been perfectly fine. If you would have been. It would have been a bad Star Wars movie like the prequels, but <laughs> yeah. I would have been like I legitimately, yeah. It, I do not. I will like. I will watch the prequel. I've been struggling to get through Last Jedi. I bought the Blu-ray because I'm that guy. Yeah. But I've been struggling to get through it since I got it. Is every Jedi. other Star Wars I can sit down and watch it? Oh, I finished episode one. I got to watch episode. Usually it starts. I'll start four. And I'm like, well, shit. I got to watch Empire, and then I got to watch Jedi, and then I was like, well, I go back up. Well, I, I usually skip episode one. But I would say I don't like the Last Jedi more than I don't like Phantom Menace. Really. really? Mm-hmm. Crap. I don't know. I'm 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 the whole bold statement. No, <laughs> and I'll stand by it. I'm, no, it's fine. That's I am, great. I am looking as a film. It's better as yeah. a Star Wars movie. It is worse. Right. I am looking forward to. Uh, we have Ryan Johnson doing a doing a whole trilogy, mm-hmm. which um I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, and, I love Ryan Johnson as oh, a filmmaker. Right. But then we also have a, another trilogy coming from uh, the writers uh, of oh, Game of Thrones. Game of, Game of Thrones, which I'm which. I'm hoping it's uh it's a Kotar. Uh, I mean, I hope so. It would be cool with like their sensibilities as writers. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That being said, I want to see what the Favreau show is going to be, the live action show, because supposedly Lucas had upwards of a hundred scripts for a TV show. Um, they're probably not using any of that. No. (laughs) Right. But it'll be interesting to see 
what they do end up doing. As long as Filoni doesn't does a follow up to Rebels, and let's talk about that for a second, can we? Yeah. Are we gonna see in a film an older Luke meet an older Ahsoka? I don't know. In like in a not Star, not in a not main movie, like an anthology. I would like that. Now, well, you know, Mark Hamill could voice over in an animated series. No, yeah. Which I, which I was, I'm surprised he didn't. You know, um. In Robot Chicken, the Star Wars Robot Chicken special, he does voices in that episode. Yeah, doesn't voice Luke. Was it? Did, Seth, did Seth Green do uh, or uh, do, do Luke? I don't know. Because I'll be honest, I don't know who did Luke, but I know it wasn't right. Yeah. Now, did you 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 watch the Clone Wars series, right? The Clone Wars? Yeah, the series, the animated series. No, I didn't see that. No, no. Okay, because they actually really the, the yeah. first season's kind of. Yeah. yeah, it gets really good. It takes place between uh, episodes two and three, All right? Right, and um, you see Anakin having his own apprentice when, and they explain where, what, why she's not in episode three, mm-hmm. and then she ends up coming back in uh, the the most recent series of uh, Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which uh, is great, so good, and then it just got better and better. Then there's better. Have you seen Forces of Destiny, which is a YouTube? Exclusive. I've caught a few of them. It's good because it ties in to. Everything, everything, like explanations of uh, what happens right after Return of the Jedi. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just. No, I mean, they had one where Han met um, Syndulla. Yeah. Um, who from met, from met Rebels. Her- yeah. yeah. Met Hera. When you mentioned that anime series earlier, that's what you were referring to as Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Oh, I totally tripped up on that one. Okay. I thought you meant, I thought you meant something else. Oh. No, I haven't seen that. It's on Netflix. Highly recommend yeah. it. And, yeah, and they I had like a whole it. season that didn't make it on TV that's like some it's, of the best episodes. Of- yeah. On Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, dude. And it it, uh, yeah, it progressively totally... gets darker. Yeah, and actually, you know what? In, since since you're a music show, yeah, let's talk about the music. I don't think there was a single every Star Wars movie for me has that one theme. Yeah, that one oh. theme that is like I love this song. Like I put it on a playlist when I go to sleep at night, like yeah. Binary Sunset or Across the even Attack of yeah. the Clones had to cr- across the stars. Um, Which Attack of the Clones had a very unique soundtrack to it. I mean, it's different compared to other of all. It was the most romantic, yeah, and like melancholy. I think it was less, you know, like yeah. and more like, mm-hmm, you know, like yeah. more. It was, uh, but yeah, like you know, like uh, like uh, Duel of the Fates yeah. and Phantom Menace mm-hmm. and Across the Stars and Attack of the Clones uh-huh. and um, Battle of the Heroes and Revenge of the Sith and the entire soundtrack to the first movie and like you know every movie like the Ewok celebration in the yeah. last one they all have songs except. The new two, I don't think. I don't think Force Awakens. Or... They have well, they have. They have a. Oh, they do. They're just not nearly as memorable. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. exactly. They what I'm don't saying. have an identity. I is, agree I think, with hundred percent. I think that. John Williams kind of was just like, yeah, you want me to do more Star Wars? I'll do more Star yeah. Wars. And he just kind of like even Ray's theme is kind of yeah. a little bit of Luke and a little no, bit of Leia's. Nice. Like they were hinting so hardcore that she was a Skywalker. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I when you watch it, yeah. when you're watching the entire ball of wax, the whole production in front mm-hmm. of you, it, I think it all makes perfect sense. Yeah. But. You don't walk. I didn't. I didn't, and I saw Last Jedi twice in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't walk away much to what you're saying here, uh, where I was like, "Man, that soundtrack! I got to pick that up right away." Right? Yeah. You know, and I dig soundtracks. Me too. Big in the soundtracks. Me too. I'm a big soundtrack. Yeah. That's what I used to write when I'm yeah. writing, or you know, yeah, I, absolutely. In this, I I have the original soundtrack on vinyl. Me too. And it's and it's there's no a new hope on it. It's just this. God, it's so and that's so good. And it's so out of order too. Like the, like the. Really? the oh, I see. I must have got a reprint. I have I have one I found for like two dollars. Like it's the, uh, it's uh, two, it's two discs. I love this song. See, and this, this see this one will hit me in the feels. This might be my favorite piece yeah. of music I've ever heard. 
this and Binary Sunset yeah. get me right in the feels. Like, this, I'll admit, I've cried sunset. at this one. I've cried at this. No, I, I'm, I, I'm saying I think the new ones just... Well, they're they're just they. they I don't think they're bad by any means. No, I mean, no, no, no. But I mean, John just, Williams is not memorable. Is, no, not, not at all. Memorable. There is they don't no grab one like, theme. They, like these do. Ray's theme from Force Awakens a little bit. The dun, da, da, dun, da, da, that that one. Yeah, it's cool. But that but, was also really the first new piece of Star Wars music we were given since the prequels. Yeah. So I mean, it that whole that whole I love the Force Awakens. Yeah. I really do. I don't care that everyone's like, oh, it's the same thing as it. But it's like, a great looking movie. It's yeah, fun. And feed me member berries. I don't care. <laughs> oh. you know? People say they, they, they didn't want to rehash a new hope, but they got a new, new and that's and that but that's really what they wanted. They just didn't want to admit it. Yeah. And with Last Jedi, they said well, it better not be a remake of Empire Strikes Back, but that's really what you wanted. Yeah, but yeah. that's not what we that's got. what was said before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one. But you know what I, I like in Rebels, the because you know they split the seasons up. In the second, the very last one, they brought back that Star Wars theme. Mm-hmm. Oh which, yeah, which wasn't in any of it else. They brought it back. I think there was really, a point to that. Yeah, to connect it too. Like, oh yeah, like, like yeah. watching Star Wars Rebels, all four seasons of that. I love how in Rogue One they like they have some Easter eggs about like you see the ghost and you, you yeah hear it's connected to, it's connected name, it's all connected you see it, Chopper yeah and, and you know what in, in Rogue One even connects to Last Jedi mm-hmm. it 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 fix it, it it actually fixes a plot theoretically hole. it actually goes past the, actually my favorite thing my two favorite th- three sorry three favorite things about Rogue One yeah a that it ends right at the start of A New Hope b that's the most badass Darth Vader scene. That might be the most badass scene in any Star Wars movie. That, that, yeah, it, that that last the hammerheads yeah. slamming into each in, into the into oh, the into, that was yeah. awesome too. Fucking yeah. that yeah. right there. Yeah. When I saw that in the theater, I actually put my arms up. Man. I was like, hell yeah! Also, too, um, how in A New Hope when they're at the table with all the people in the Empire, and there's that one empty chair, yeah. and you don't think anything of it when you're watching it, yeah. and you read like, oh, that's Krennic's chair. I was like, that's kind of retroactively really fucking cool. That's yeah. like in yeah. Watchmen when uh, they have the comedian. Yeah. Uh, shoot JFK. I'm like, I know that's not in the book, but holy shit, that should have been. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No, I, I I love Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic it, movie. The, Go ahead. The last four minutes of that movie are worth twice the, yeah. the cost oh, of the density uh, of that. Apparently, that was not the original ending in the slightest. Yeah. Apparently, it was a very, everyone lives and is happy, we go off in hiding or something. And apparently, people lived originally. Yeah, and I and they reshot a good chunk of it. And the, yeah, I remember there was a big deal about having to resh- reshoot it, and there was like, oh no, it's gonna fail. Mm-hmm. No, you reshot and gave us a, an, an empire. No, ending. you know, reshoots don't mean what they used to. Oh, right. Um, in fact, a lot of um, studios build them into their budgets now with the initial. Yeah. Like I know for a fact Warner Brothers does it. Yeah. Um, as to how much they're gonna reshoot, yeah. that's right. dependent. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we have to go to our last uh, commercial break of the show, uh, so we'll be back in two minutes. More Mortar City Juke Joint on New Radio Media.
the things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream what you want to live. Welcome back to Motor City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. We kick Ian out because he had to go do work. and That it, was great. It was. That was such a great interlude. I'm so happy. Thanks again, Ian. That yeah. was fantastic. And you know what? I Yeah, I have to watch Clone Wars. Yes, watch it. And then watch also watch Rebels. Okay. Which is, uh, it's they're both animated. But if you watch Rebels, then go and watch Rogue One again. Yeah. It will. Um, Fill a lot of holes in. Oh yeah. yeah, you'll you'll be like yeah. you'll you'll see you'll see things that that you probably you probably just dismissed as just like okay that, that that's nothing yeah yeah but it'll it'll make sense. Um, Definitely, I'm yeah. gonna have to jump all over and that. There, there's you know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of like really cool uh, Easter eggs. What's funny? A little weird Easter egg because uh, you know there's uh, Lucas and Spielberg used to always like do little uh, nods to each other. Oh yeah, yeah. And, like in the Indiana Jones movies, and then you know and such like the, there's uh, hieroglyphs of um, C3PO and R2D2. Uh-huh. There is uh, the the Holy Grail from uh, Indiana Jones: Last Crusade in a scene in the the Star Wars Rebels. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, in in the show in the in the show it's it, 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 but they, see um and uh, they they bring back a character from the expanded universe which um, people were just really excited about. I don't know if you read any of the old books when I was a kid. Like um, not too many either. Mm. There was a character uh, the first real trilogy after that that, that was written. Yeah, early nineties uh, the the Thrawn trilogy. Okay, I don't know if you ever if you read that one. No, like, I didn't. Uh, Heir to the Empire. But yeah. there was a there was a character. That was uh, he was an Imperial Grand Admiral that kind of like uh, returned from like way out in the edge of the galaxy. Yeah, and he was uh, he, he was a, uh, an alien. He had like blue skin, red eyes, and he was very calculated. He was very very logical, very smart. Okay. All right, and he was a like a fan favorite. And yeah. they finally brought him back into Rebels. And he, but he he, uh, he used to um, his. He would take someone's like a, a culture's art into kind of uh, use as strategy, just kind of like like be able to read. Oh, what, wow. what, Like like uh, what, like be able to tell what what somebody was yeah. like based on their art. Yeah. And he would he was he would collect art, so they they incorporated it into the character when they brought it to the show, and 
in the background you see art he's collected in one of the pieces of art is is oh is the, you know what the more you talk about this the more I, the more I, I remember talking about this with someone else too yeah. so it's yeah it's coming back to me yeah that's so, far so out. and it's that's like, so cool it's like the exact an exact um copy of of uh the holy grail from yeah. Indiana Jones in the uh, last crusade yeah so yeah it was just like a nod to it you know uh which is it's 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 kind of cool and, no that stuff's all fantastic and i gotta dive deep i mean i do i do have to watch clone wars now yeah. you guys got my you guys got and i got a couple days off here i got some time coming yeah. up off of here so i got some, i need something to do you guys just gave me my my homework right i'm oh. leaving here with Oh, let me let me and let me tell you this. You know, like people say they well, they hope that that Ray could be a Kenobi. You'll 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 see that that um, Obi Wan Kenobi was a hypocrite with Anakin. Oh, really? About the relationship stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about. Can we? Th- I don't know if you have any music from this because I know we only got a few more minutes yeah. here. But I, I really was as I was looking at this list, we were talking. I one thing, I, one movie I wanted to mention, if we yeah. could, yeah, Brainstorm. Brainstorm. Do you have? Do we have any media on that one? On Brainstorm? Yeah. If you don't, it's cool. Yeah. I because do. I do believe Lillian's heart attack. Let me see. What do do I have that? I I kind of I accidentally closed the the little folder I have of all this stuff, and um. Well, well. Brainstorm was a 1983 uh, sci-fi horror. Again, probably a little little heavier on the sci-fi. I think. Yeah. About virtual reality when this yes. was a very foreign idea. Um, uh, and the movie kind of. I don't want. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it. But some of the again, some of the premises and ideas that were being discussed in this film were just ridiculous compared with you know with the whole virtual reality aspect. Uh, but the soundtrack, which this right here, yeah. Oh, that is heavy. The song is called "Lillian's Heart Attack." Yeah. Um, and when you see this scene play out with this music behind it, oh my god! It just you can actually feel like your chest is tightening up too. Yeah. It's horrible. It's such a it's a it's a beautiful soundtrack. Um, as the movie progresses, there's other pieces that really complement, you know, what's being shown on the screen. Yeah. Uh, but in order to, I, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I'm a big thing on no spoilers. Yeah. So I wanted to mention this one because it's a super. It's one of my favorite movies uh, growing up. James Horner wrote the soundtrack yeah. for this. He said, "This is uh, Brainstorm." Brainstorm. Brainstorm, and it's, it's Christopher Walken was in this. Natalie Wood. Oh wow! I think it was her last movie before she died. Oh really? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Could be wrong. Uh so. Wow. It was. Uh, you said about virtual reality. Was it kind of like Lawnmower Man esque with the vir- like the, that level of virtual reality, or was it more Tron? No. No, this is a whole different idea. So it actually looked like like virtual reality is a, what what we consider virtual reality to look almost lifelike. Yeah. Okay. Very very organic. Okay. Because that that uh... and the idea. Okay, I don't I don't want again I don't want to spoil, but the idea is they can actually take and record people's brain waves, and then you oh. take that and you can play it back for other people. Okay. Right? Now, did, did That's you, trippy. Did you me. watch the, the the Black Mirror series on uh, Netflix? No. It, 
there is it, it's an anthology series all like sci-fi yeah and there was an episode where there was a story about that really you can record thoughts record thoughts record people's like point of view yeah that's what this is yeah and it, this it, is 83 yeah that, the, it's so trippy to me this check out um and I, and I believe that the, the that Robert Downey Jr. wanted to take the premise of this episode and turn it into uh, a movie. Really? Yeah. It, 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 it was kind of... It, there it, he did! Well... well Brainstorm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, the series is, is very much like... Yeah. Um, uh, Twilight Zone. But, I mean, I, yeah, I, but it's Black all Black Mirror series. Black Mirror, yeah, it, it, it's very, it's very, it's all futuristic a little bit. Oh, cool. Yeah. So technology. Yeah. But then there's one one episode involves a pig, and it's kind of anything involving a pig is going to be disturbing, I guess. Yeah. So they took a pig. Oh god, this is going to end bad. It's That's all you got to hear. All right. So this guy and a pig. Anyway. We... <laughs> Got a pig or sitting in a bar? <laughs> no, uh, this guy and his pig—they uh, kind of go on a date. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, <laughs> that's about all the time we have for today. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Scott. For, thanks for, for having me again. Yeah, thanks, go, man. You're welcome. Go see Thousand Yard Stare at the Troubleplex on April 28th. I'd like to thank Kelsey for sitting in the phone booth. Thank you to Ashley for running the the camera. Thank you to Drew for being a floor. We director. made it, guys. We're all sick and we all made it. That's Congratulations, right. Jay. We that's all got through it. That's right. Yes, we made it. I'll see you all. Well, uh, yeah, Tuesday, 7 o'clock right here on Worcester. You join our new radio media. Have a good night.